for Preacher Check Reads the Bible. We are on day nine, and today we are reading Genesis 29 through 31 and Psalm 9. We're also um, a little over halfway through the book of Genesis, so that's pretty exciting, right? Um, I hope you spent uh, just a minute or two, maybe more, but at least a minute or two, um, inviting the Holy Spirit to come in and um, help your mind and your heart be open and receptive to God's Word today. Let's get going. Jacob meets Rachel. Jacob resumed his journey and went to the eastern country. He looked and saw a well in a field. Three flocks of sheep were lying there beside it because the sheep were watered from this well. But a large stone covered the opening of the well. The shepherds would roll the stone from the opening of the well and the water sheep and water the sheep when all the flocks were gathered there. Then they would return the stone to its place over the well's opening. Jacob asked the men at the well, My brothers, where are you from? We're from Haran, they answered. Do you know Laban, Nahor's grandson? Jacob asked them. They answered, we know him. Is he well? Jacob asked. Yes, they said. And here is his daughter, Rachel, coming with his sheep. Then Jacob said, look, it is still broad daylight. It's not time for the animals to be gathered. Water the flock, then go out and let them graze. But they replied, we can't until all the flocks have been gathered and the stone is rolled from the well's opening. Then we will water the sheep. While he was still speaking with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she was a shepherdess. As soon as as Jacob saw his uncle Laban's daughter Rachel with his sheep, he went up and rolled the stone from the opening and watered his uncle Laban's sheep. Then Jacob kissed Rachel and wept loudly. He told Rachel that he was her father's relative, Rebekah's son. She ran and told her father. Jacob deceived When Laban heard the news about his sister's son, Jacob, he ran to meet him, hugged him, and kissed him. Then he took him to his house, and Jacob told him all that had happened. Laban said to him, Yes, you are my own flesh and blood. After Jacob had stayed with him a month, Laban said to him, Just because you're my relative, should you work for me for nothing? Tell me what your wages should be. Now Laban had two daughters. The older was named Leah, and the younger was named Rachel. Leah had tender eyes but Rachel was shapely and beautiful. Jacob loved Rachel, so he answered Laban, I'll work for you for seven years for your younger daughter, Rachel. Laban replied, better I give her to you than some other man. Stay with me. So Jacob worked seven years for Rachel, and they seemed like only a few days to him because of his love for her. Then Jacob said to Laban, since my time is complete, give me my wife so I can sleep with her. So Laban invited all the men at the place and sponsored feast. That evening Laban took his daughter Leah and gave her to Jacob, and he slept with her. And Laban gave his slave Zilpah to his daughter Leah as her slave. When morning came, there was Leah. So he said to Laban, what have you done to me? Wasn't it for Rachel that I worked for you? Why have you deceived me? Laban answered, it's not the custom in our country to give the younger daughter in marriage before the firstborn. Complete this week of wedding celebration, and we will also give you this younger one in return for working yet another seven years for me. And Jacob did just that. He finished the week of celebration, 
and Laban gave him his daughter Rachel as his wife, and Laban gave his slave Bilhah to his daughter Rachel as her slave. Jacob slept with Rachel also, and indeed he loved Rachel more than Leah, and he worked for Laban another seven years. Jacob's sons. When the Lord saw that Leah was neglected, he opened her womb, but Rachel was unable to conceive. Leah conceived, gave birth to a son, and named him Reuben, for she said, The Lord has seen my affliction. Surely my husband will love me now. She conceived again, gave birth to a son, and said, The Lord heard that I am neglected and has given me this son also. So she named him Simeon. She conceived again, gave birth to a son, and said, At last my husband will become attached to me, because I have borne three sons for him. Therefore he was named Levi. And she conceived again, gave birth to a son, and said, This time I will praise the Lord. Therefore she named him Judah. Then Leah stopped having children. When Rachel saw that she was not bearing Jacob any children, she envied her sister. Give me sons or I will die, she said to Jacob. The dramatics, oh, the dramatics. Hmm. Jacob became angry with Rachel and said, am I in the place of God? Has He has withheld offspring from you. Then she said, here is my maid Bilhah, go sleep with her and she'll bear children for me so that through her, I too can build a family. Oh, such a messed up thought process they had back then. So Rachel gave her slave to Bil her slave Bilhah to Jacob as a wife, and he slept with her. Bilhah conceived and bore Jacob a son. Rachel said, God has vindicated me. Yes, he has heard me and given me a son, so she named him Dan. Rachel's slave Bilhah conceived again and bore Jacob a second son. Rachel said, in my wrestlings with God, I have wrestled with my sister in one, and she named him Naphtali. When Leah saw that she had stopped having children, she took her slave Zilpah and gave her to Jacob as a wife. Leah's slave Zilpah bore Jacob a son. Then Leah said, what a good fortune, and she named him Gad. When Leah's slave Zilpah bore Jacob a second son, Leah said, I am happy that the women call me happy. So she named him Asher. Holy smokes, what a hot mess this was. Reuben went out during the wheat harvest and found some mandrakes in the field. When he brought them to his mother Leah, Rachel asked, Please give me some of your son's mandrakes. But Leah replied to her, Isn't it enough that you have taken my husband? Now you also want to take my son's mandrakes? <laughs> the drama's thick, friends. Uh, well then, Rachel said, He can sleep with you tonight in exchange for your son's mandrakes. When Jacob came in from the field that evening, Leah went out to meet him and said, You must come with me, for I have hired you with my son's mandrakes. So Jacob slept with her that night. You know, I I, I feel a little bad for Jacob in this. Um, but also, like, he didn't have to take these slaves as wives, these maids as wives. But, like, Rachel wanted some fruit. So she sold her time with Jacob to her sister for her nephew's fruit. It's just weird. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay, so continuing on in verse um, 16. When Jacob came in from the field that evening, Leah went out to meet him. Sorry, I just read that. Please forgive me. My sidebar commentary threw me off. Verse 17. 
God listened to Leah and she conceived and bore Jacob a fifth son. Leah said, God has rewarded me for giving my slave to my husband and she named him Issachar. Then Leah conceived again and bore Jacob a sixth son. God has given me a good gift, Leah said. This time my husband will honor me because I have borne six sons for him. And she named him Zebulun. Later, Leah bore a daughter and named her Dinah. Then God remembered Rachel. He listened to her and opened her womb. She conceived and bore a son, and she said, God has taken away my disgrace. She named him Joseph and said, May the Lord add another son to me. Jacob's flocks multiplied. After Rachel gave birth to Joseph, Jacob said to Laban, Send me on my way so that I can return to my homeland. Give me my wives and my children that I have worked for and let me go. You know how hard I've worked for you. But Laban said to him, If I have found favor with you, stay. I have learned by divination that the Lord has blessed me because of you. Then Laban said, Name your wages and I will pay them. So Jacob said to him, You know how I have served you and how your herds have fared with me. For you had very little before I came, but now your wealth has increased. The Lord has blessed you because of me. And now when I will also do something for my own family? Laban asked, What should I give you? And Jacob said, You don't need to give me anything. If you do this one thing for me, I will continue to shepherd and keep your flock. Let me go through all your sheep today and remove every sheep that is speckled or spotted, every dark-colored sheep among the lambs, and the spotted and speckled among the female goats. Such will be my wages. In the future, when you come to check on my wages, my honesty will testify for me. If I have any female goats that are not speckled or spotted, or any lambs that are not black, they will be considered stolen. Good, said Laban. Let it be as you've said. That day... Laban removed the streaked and spotted male goats and all the speckled and spotted female goats, every one that had any white on it, and every dark-colored one among the lambs, and he placed his sons in charge of them. He put a three-day journey between himself and Jacob. Jacob, meanwhile, was shepherding the rest of Laban's flock. Jacob then took branches of fresh poplar, almond, and plain wood and peeled the bark, exposing the white stripes on the branches. He set the peeled branches in the troughs in front of the sheep, in the water channels where the sheep came to drink, and the sheep bred, and when they came to drink, the flocks bred in front of the branches and bore streaked, speckled, and spotted young. Jacob separated the lambs and made the flocks face the streaked sheep and the completely dark sheep in Laban's flocks. Then he set his own stock apart and didn't put them with Laban's sheep. Whenever the stronger of the flock were breeding, Jacob placed the branches in the troughs in full view of the flocks, and they would breed in front of the branches. As for the weaklings of the flocks, he did not put out the branches, so it turned out that the weak sheep belonged to Laban and the stronger ones to Jacob, and the man became very rich. He had many flocks, female and male slaves, and camels and donkeys. Oh, Jacob was sly, sly, sly. Jacob separates from Laban. Now Jacob heard what Laban's sons were saying. Jacob has taken all that was our father's and has built his wealth from what belonged to our father. And Jacob saw from Laban's face that his attitude toward him was not the same as before. The Lord said to him, Go back to the land of your ancestors and to your family, and I will be with you. And Jacob had Rachel, Rachel and Leah called to the field where his flocks were. He said to them, I can see from your father's face that his attitude toward me is not the same as before, but the God of my father has been with me. You know that with all my strength I have served your father, and that he has cheated me and changed my wages ten times, but God has not let him harm me. If he said, 
the spotted sheep will be your wages, then all the sheep were born spotted. If he said the streaked sheep will be your wages, then all the sheep were born streaked. God has taken away your father's herds and given them to me. When the flocks were breeding, I saw in a dream that the streaked, spotted, and speckled males were mating with the females. In that dream, the angel of God said to me, Jacob, and I said, here I am. And he said, look up and see all the males that are mating with the flocks are streaked, spotted, and speckled. For I have seen all that Laban has been doing to you. I am the God of Bethel, where you poured oil on the stone marker and made a solemn vow to me. Get up, leave this land, and return to your native land. Then Rachel and Leah answered him, Do we have any portion or inheritance in our father's family? Are we not regarded by him as outsiders? For he has sold us and has certainly spent our purchase price. In fact, all the wealth that God has taken away from our father belongs to us and to our children. So do whatever God has said to you. So Jacob got up, put his children and wives on the camels. He took all the livestock and possessions he had acquired in Ped and Aram, and he drove his herds to go to the land of Canaan to his father Isaac. When Laban had gone to shear his sheep, Rachel stole her father, father's household idols, and Jacob deceived Laban the Aramean, not telling him that he was fleeing. He fled with all his possessions, crossed the Euphrates, and headed for the hill country of Gilead. Laban overtakes Jacob. On the third day, Laban was told that Jacob had fled, so he took his relatives with him, pursued Jacob for seven days, and overtook him in the hill country of Gilead. But God came to Laban, the Aramean, in a dream at night. Watch yourself, God warned him. Don't say anything to Jacob, either good or bad. When Laban overtook Jacob, Jacob had pitched his tent in the hill country, and Laban and his relatives also pitched their tents in the hill country of Gilead. Laban said to Jacob, What have you done? You have deceived me and taken my daughters away like prisoners of war. Why did you secretly flee from me, deceive me, and not tell me? I would have sent you away with joy and singing with tambourines and lyres, but you didn't even let me kiss my grandchildren and my daughters. You've acted foolishly. I could do great harm. But last night, the God of your father said to me, Watch yourself. Don't say anything to Jacob, either good or bad. Now you have gone off because you long for your father's family. But why have you stolen my gods? Jacob answered, I was afraid, for I thought you would take your daughters from me by force. If you find your gods with anyone here, you will not live. Before our relatives point out anything that is yours and take it. Jacob did not know that Rachel had stolen the idols. So Laban went into Jacob's tent, Leah's tent, and the tents of the two concubines, but he found nothing. When he left Leah's tent, he went into Rachel's tent. Now Rachel had taken Laban's household idols, put them in a saddlebag of the camel, and sat on them. Laban searched the whole tent, but found nothing. She said to her father, Don't be angry, my lord, that I cannot stand up in your presence. I am having my period. So Laban searched, but could not find the household idols. Then Jacob became incensed and brought charges against Laban. What is my crime? he said to Laban. What is my sin that you've pursued me? You've searched all my possessions. Have you found anything of yours? Put it here before my relatives and yours, and let them decide between the two of us. I've been with you these twenty years. Your ewes and female goats have not miscarried, and I have not eaten the rams from your flock. I did not bring you any of the flock torn by wild beasts. I myself bore the loss. You demanded payment from me for what was stolen by day or by night. There I was. The heat consumed me by day and the frost by night, and sleep fled from my eyes. For twenty years in your household I served you, 
14 years for your two daughters and six years for your flocks and you have charged my way and you have changed my wages 10 times if the god of my father the god of abraham the fear of isaac had not been with me certainly now you would have sent me off empty-handed but god has seen my affliction and my hard work and he issued his verdict last night then laban answered jacob the daughters are my daughters the children my children and the flocks my flocks everything you see is mine but what can I do today for these daughters of mine or for the children they have borne? Come now, let's make a covenant, you and I. Let it be a witness between the two of us. So Jacob picked out a stone and set it up as a marker. Then Jacob said to his relatives, gather stones. And they took stones and made a mound, then ate there by the mound. Laban named the mound Jagar Sahadutha, but Jacob named it Galid. Then Laban said, this mound is a witness between you and me today. Therefore, the place was called Galid and also Mizpah. For he said, may the Lord watch between you and me when we are out of each other's sight. If you mistreat my daughters or take other wives, though no one is with us, understand that God will be a witness between you and me. Laban also said to Jacob, look at this mound and the marker I have set up between you and me. This mound is a witness and the maker is a witness or the marker is a witness that I will not pass beyond this mound to you, and you will not pass beyond this mound and this marker to do me harm. The God of Abraham and the gods of Nahor, the gods of their father, will judge between us. And Jacob swore by the fear of his father Isaac. Then Jacob offered a sacrifice on the mountain and invited his relatives to eat a meal. So they ate a meal and spent the night on the mountain. Laban got up early in the morning, kissed his grandchildren and daughters and blessed them, then Laban left to return home. Psalm 9, Celebration of God's Justice I will thank the Lord with all my heart. I will declare all your wondrous works. I will rejoice, rejoice and boast about you. I will sing about your name, Most High. When my enemies retreat, they stumble and perish before you, for you have upheld my just cause. You are seated on your throne as a righteous judge. You have rebuked the nations. You have destroyed the wicked. You have erased their name forever and ever. The enemy has come to eternal ruin. You have uprooted the cities, and the very memory of them has perished. But the Lord sits enthroned forever. He has established his throne for judgment, and he judges the world with the righteousness. He executes judgment on the nations with fairness. The Lord is a refuge for the persecuted, a refuge in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you, because you have not abandoned those who seek you, Lord. Sing the Lord who dwells in Zion. Proclaim his deeds among the nations. For the one who seeks an accounting for bloodshed remembers them. He does not forget the cry of the oppressed. Be gracious to me, Lord. Consider my affliction at the hands of those who hate me. Lift me up from the gates of death so that, my, so that I may declare your praises. I will rejoice in your salvation within the gates of daughter Zion. The nations have fallen into the pit they made. Their foot is caught in the net they have concealed. The Lord has made himself known. He has executed he has executed justice, snaring the wicked by the work of their hands. The wicked will return to Sheol, all the nations that forget God, for the needy will not always be forgotten. The hope of the oppressed will not perish forever. Rise up, Lord. Do not let mere humans prevail. Let the nations be judged in your presence. Put terror in them, Lord. Let the nations know they are only humans. 
that's a whole lot to read today. I heard um, a pastor preach on Jacob, Leah, and Rachel, and he made this point that is really powerful in the big picture. We're going to flash forward here. We know that coming up soon, we're going to read about Joseph sharing his dream and his brothers hating him and all of this and selling him. If it had not been for Leah, there wouldn't have been a Reuben. Had there not been a Reuben, Joseph would have been killed by his brothers. While we don't understand God's plan and certainly looking back at the life story of Jacob, Leah, and Rachel, it is very hard to comprehend <laughs> um, the culture of the time, the the way things worked, and how how this whole situation could just be period, right? Um, through all of that, because those decisions were human decisions, through all of that, God, his plan would not be thwarted. He would not, he would not be swayed or shifted in the plans and purposes and the redemptive process that was coming. Um, and that's pretty, that's pretty amazing. That's a pretty amazing thing to think about. So, um, no matter what life throws at you, you work seven years for something you were promised and you get, you get something you weren't promised and have to do another seven years. Um, God's, God's got you. God's got you. The other thing to think about this though is, and I, I, this has become something that, um, I mean, I've said it quite a bit over the last couple of years, but um, earthly consequences, our earthly choices have earthly consequences. God's grace and forgiveness, hallelujah, exist, but they don't always negate the earthly consequences to our earthly choices. Jacob was a deceiver. Jacob was a deceiver, and the deceiver became the deceived. Um I think that's a little bit of the principle of reaping and sowing at work. Um, but so I guess what I'm trying to say is you are going to make mistakes and you're going to have to deal with the earthly consequences of those mistakes. That doesn't mean that God can't have his plan completed in you and through you. Don't give up hope, friends. Um, look at the lives of the men and women that the scriptures show us and learn from them. Learn learn how to be better for sure, but also learn that God's plans are good and that he will have his way. We can make some of the dumbest, stupidest choices, but he's still good and he will still have his way. Have a great day and see you back tomorrow.